This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Every new year, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy can also help you build on what's working by helping you find your strengths so that you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know firsthand how helpful it can be to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Curiosities today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Curiosities. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Thor had a problem. He had too many fish. In particular, he had too many salmon. But it wasn't just Thor. It was his whole country, Norway. The thing is that in the 1970s, fishermen in Norway had turned from traditional fishing methods to something new, the fish farm. The newly minted fish farmers had become very good at their jobs. And when they started raising fish in net pens in the sea itself, it took fish farming to a different level. And soon they were harvesting fish like never before. But even as Norwegians were farming more fish, the numbers of fish they were eating were going down. Maybe that wouldn't have been Thor's problem, except that in 1981, he was appointed to a new job with a title, Norwegian Minister of Fisheries. So, all of a sudden, all the fish that were being put away in freezer storage were precisely his problem. The freezers were industrial size, but they were getting full. Thor needed to help Norway's fish farmers figure out a way to sell all that frozen stock. Fortunately, though, Thor remembered an idea that had come to him after he had been elected to Norway's parliament in 1973. As a member of the Government Committee on Shipping and Fisheries, Thor had visited another nation to build a relationship with them. Japan. And on that visit, he had seen a nation where people ate a lot of fish. He thought that maybe they would be interested in buying fish from Norway. But for a while, that idea swam in circles. That is, until 10 years later, with the Norwegian fisheries on the brink of collapse, selling Norway's fish became a bit more pressing. So as the new minister of fisheries, Thor pulled together a team and started what they called Project Japan, a mission to sell Norway's fish to restaurants, markets, and families who were serving up fish every day. This might have been a tough sell, because of course, Japan was also a fishing nation. But Thor's idea came back at just the right time. Japan's population was booming, and Japanese fishermen were struggling to keep up, because in some places the waters where they fished were going dead. And the UN had just ruled that Japanese fishermen needed to stick closer to home. For a people who had been eating sushi since the 8th century, this was a disaster. Even before refrigeration, salted fish had been wrapped in fermented rice and preserved as a delicacy. 
In fact, that's where the name comes from. In English, the Japanese word sushi could translate to, it's sour. Something like the sushi we know today, raw fish wrapped in rice, was being served up in the middle of the 1500s. With fish getting more scarce, though, there were a lot of people ready to look for new currents to bring fish to Japanese meals. So when Thor arrived back in Japan in the 1980s, he saw a match made in heaven. Fish went flying from Norway to Japan. Sales doubled and then nearly tripled. It all seemed to be going well. But there was one fish that didn't interest Japanese chefs very much. They said it had the wrong color. It had a bad smell. They even said its head had the wrong shape. Sure, they would eat it sometimes, but definitely not in sushi. And it definitely wouldn't be eaten uncooked. And there was a good reason for that, too. When it was caught in the waters around Japan, it was usually infected by a parasitic nematode, Anasakis. So as far as the Japanese were concerned, it wasn't safe to eat raw. But Thor knew that there was one place where they had been eating it raw safely, the Norwegian embassy. Plus, he and his team had lots of this bad fish to sell, farmed in the waters around Norway and the North Sea. So they set out on a marketing campaign to convince a whole nation to buy their fish, put it on rice, and eat it raw. The story was loud and proud. The bad fish wasn't bad if it came from Norway. The water of the North Sea was cleaner, the fish were fattier, and there were no parasites to be found. At first, though, Japanese eaters stayed skeptical, and no matter how hard Thor and his team pushed, they just wouldn't buy it. That is, until he offered one of Japan's biggest frozen food companies, Nichi Rei, 5,000 metric tons of the bad fish for almost nothing. They couldn't pass it up. And that was Thor's step one. Step two was to have a celebrity chef start to repeat the company line. The color wasn't wrong, just different. The texture of the fish was smooth. The fat was tasty. And it didn't hurt that sushi chefs across the Pacific in Los Angeles were also experimenting with the fish that would never be served on a roll at home in Japan. It took time, but eventually it worked. The reputation of the fish with the bad color and the bad smell turned around. In fact, if you've ever eaten at a sushi restaurant any time in the past 20 years, you might be surprised to learn that the fish listed at the top of the menu is something of a recent innovation. Because even in Japan, one of the most popular fish to eat with sushi today is the one that Thor worked the hardest to sell. The fatty and delicious Atlantic Salmon. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Some people are just really good at holding things together. The Beatles wouldn't have been the Beatles without Ringo keeping steady rhythm on the drums. King Arthur defeated the Saxons and ruled over England with the help of his Knights of the Round Table. Abraham Lincoln united a country ravaged by war, and it cost him everything. And then there was Harry. Harry's full name was Harry Coover. He didn't play in a rock supergroup or carry a legendary sword, nor did he wear a stovepipe hat, but he did change the world and he did it with chemistry. Coover was born in Newark, Delaware in 1917, where he lived until he was a teenager. A passing train hit his car while he was driving and nearly killed him, putting him in a coma for almost two months. After he recovered, his family moved to upstate New York, and he was able to finish high school. Coover had a brilliant mind, even at a young age, and went on to major in chemistry at Hobart College. Then he continued on to get his master's degree and then a doctorate in organic chemistry at Cornell. All he really wanted to do was help people. He'd written a dissertation on commercial synthesis of vitamin B6, research that was commandeered by the U.S. military. From there, he started working with plastics. Polymers were a far cry from pharmaceuticals, but the American soldiers fighting overseas in World War II needed inexpensive and accurate sights for their guns. Harry believed that plastics were the future for military warfare, and in 1942, he began development on a clear plastic gun sight to be affixed to Allied rifles. Among his trials and errors, he tried one formula which he scrapped early on. He'd been working with chemicals known as cyanoacrylates. However, during his tests, he found that they couldn't be molded or shaped easily. The slightest bit of moisture caused them to polymerize and become quite sticky. Since there was moisture in everything, they could stick to literally anything they touched. Harry didn't think much about the substance and continued with his work, eventually taking his talents to Eastman Kodak in the early 1950s. He didn't work on cameras, though. Harry had been put in charge of a group of scientists who were developing heat-resistant polymers to be used in the canopies of jet airplanes. He thought back to his work on the gun sites and remembered the cyanoacrylates he'd given up on six years earlier. It seemed like they might work in this instance. He tested his theory by spreading the clear, viscous liquid between two refractometer prisms and pressing them together. There was just one problem. He couldn't pull them apart, no matter how hard he tried. Harry and his fellow researchers then began testing his cyanoacrylate formula all over the lab, applying it to random objects and pushing the limits of its strength. And while they didn't think it would work too well on jet planes, it seemed to have a great future as a commercial product. Harry patented it while Eastman Kodak boxed and branded it as Eastman Number 910. They put it on store shelves shortly after. Over time, it was licensed out to various manufacturers who changed its name to everything from Quickset No. 404 to Superbonder. Harry Coover even went on popular game show I've Got a Secret to show it off by lifting the host right off the floor with only one drop. According to one urban legend, it was believed that the World War II soldiers themselves had stumbled upon the sticky stuff and started using it to patch themselves up on the battlefield. That story wasn't true, but it did find a use during the Vietnam War as a makeshift bandage until injured soldiers could get to a hospital for stitches. 
It's also used by hobbyists in assembling model miniatures, and thanks to its water-repellent ability, it's a favorite tool among home aquarium enthusiasts. Today, the product is known by two simple words, regardless of who makes it or how it's marketed. Superglue. An adhesive so nice, it was accidentally invented twice. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.